All right, all right, all right. Everybody calm down. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever it is you think about comes about, and I promise you, man, whatever you put your focus on, that's what grows. That is a universal principle, and that is what this podcast is all about. This is a book study of my favorite book of all time. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. This is an old book, man. This book was written a long time ago, before your grandpappy was born. The book was written in 1905 by a gentleman named Wallace Waddles. Interesting character. He penned. Now, here's what I want you to know about Wallace Waddles. Wallace Waddles was not a rich man. <laughs> Matter of fact, he died. He didn't have that much money. He didn't have any real success toward the end of his life. Talk about holding thought and formless substance. And sometimes, sometimes the path that you're going to go down may be different. And sometimes, hey, maybe God's time is not your time. Maybe you thought it should happen in six months and they wanted you to go through six years of the crucible to see if you were man or woman enough to endure it. Oh, Lord, give me the strength to meet the challenges that are coming toward me. How long do I got to go? How many months until you quit? Man, let me be a good news merchant and let you know that you have everything you need inside of you to be more, to do more, and to have more. And that's what this podcast is about. I believe that we can create with our mind. I know we can. You don't have to be religious. This is not about religion. Yes, it mentions God a lot. Yes, it mentions the universe. It mentions formless substance. It mentions the collective mind, the, the, the universal consciousness. Maybe you're too cool for such words. <laughs> Go with source. There's a source to all things. One day the universe wasn't, then it was. And I don't have the answers, man. I'm just here, man. I didn't ask to be here. I've been trapped here. I said yesterday, man, I'm just an artist, man, with a paintbrush trying to paint what I see in my head. Hey, I'm a poker player playing cards, and I didn't ask necessarily to be at the table, but they said I got to play the game, so I'm going to try to play the cards the best I can. I can sit at the table and cry, or I can say, hey, what are the rules, and I can begin to practice. Practice is the most neglected art in this world. Anything that you're going to become good at is going to come through the power of repetition, whether that be speaking, podcasting, being a nurse, driving a car, flying an airplane, playing basketball, or making socks. Repetition is the mother of skill. In this great book, on this beautiful day of Thanksgiving, in case I forget, in case I get into the spirit, I want to wish you and yours a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. These are these these things, and don't forget, man. You know, and sometimes we got to remind life lessons the hard way. Don't forget, life ain't easy for everyone. And right now, you know, just look globally. It don't matter whatever side you're on. I don't really care, Jewish, Palestinian. It ain't a very good Christmas right now. And you don't have to go that far, man. You don't have to turn on the news, man. You know me, shit. I'm, I'm in incredible pain and depression every holiday. If you know me, you know a person hurting. And you don't need to send me a message. I mean, listen, there ain't shit you can say to me and make me feel better. That is the world we live in. So the reason I bring this up is not negativity, man. It's reality. 
If you're in your 30s, there is much heartache coming in your future. You better get prepared to deal with it. You better pick up that shield, put on that armor, pick up that sword, and be ready. Because people are going to depend on you when that happens. Can I depend on you when the shit hits the fan? If we're in a group, could I depend on you? Are you going to buckle? Are you going to lay down when it gets hard? When you are pressed, what is your plan? If you know you'll crumble, fix it. Every day, we have a chance to get better, get smarter, improve our skills, and to get a little bit richer. And I know this, in the beginning of the science of getting rich, it says, listen, in the very beginning, man, the longer I live, the more I know this is be true. Whatever may be said of the praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. Not fucking possible. Boy, people don't like that. Let that sink in. What it's saying is that every want you have right now could be solved if you had a little bit of money. So if that is true, and it is true for the whole world, why don't we put it at the forefront of our daily life? Now, when you say that, people think, oh, man, you're crazy. Because they have some sort of weird connection with money, as if you think about money, oh, you're a bad person. But the guy that thinks about money, guess who people go to to borrow money? They don't go down to the tire shop to get a loan. They go to the people who just think about money all day. Why? Because what you think about comes about and what you focus on grows. You have no money because you don't think about it and you don't fucking focus on it. Simple as that. And you say, well, I think about it all the time. Yeah, but it's the way you're thinking about it. A lot of negative energy. A lot of, I don't have enough. A lot of, Wah. a lot of crying about it. It's a lot of lack, descent, poverty. And it's like, ugh. Man, when some people think about money, it's like, ooh, I don't even be in the room. It's not abundance and prosperity. It doesn't start from a place of gratitude. Man, God, thank you. God, that I can even open an M1 finance account because people like me not 30 years ago couldn't do this. Poor white kids from a trailer park in Arkansas, they don't get dividends. Dividends ain't a skin color, guys. They don't go, oh, you're Asian? Here's some dividends. Oh, oh, you're fat? Here's some dividends. <laughs> it don't work like that. It don't. It don't work like that. Now, you might say, yeah, but in certain communities, they, they talk about these things and some people inherit things. And, hey, let me let you in on something. The, 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 uh, 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 the compound curve applies to you. You running your mouth right now. You talking. You. You standing there. You listening right now. How old are you? God damn, how long do we need to give you? Whether you say you're 16 years old or 82, I mean, how long do we need to, you, you've been given a whole lifetime. And so on one hand, we need to be patient, realizing that it takes time for these things to work out. And then on the other hand, we need to kind of light a goddamn fire under our butt. She says, well, I'm only 16. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this. Look around the animal kingdom. They don't spend a lot of time in the, in the childhood baby phase. 
We've extended childhood into like 27, 28. I know 28-year-olds act like babies to me. I mean, someone's been taking care of you your whole fucking life. I left home at 17 years old. I got 17-year-olds came tight shoes. They wear slip-ons and Velcro. And then I know a 17-year-old has 250-something thousand dollars invested in buying an old dividend portfolio. Last time I talked to him, that kid doesn't need a Roth. <laughs> he could transcend all that. I don't know if you know this, 401ks and Roths and all that. That was created for the working man, not rich people. You can only put 56000 or what is it now, 62000 into a SEP IRA. That means you're self-employed. So let's say you bang a million a year. Not impossible. I know people that make a million a year. And you might think, well, man, how do you make a million a year? All of the money that you want is in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, credit cards of other people. Other people have your money. <laughs> gratitude. Chapter 7 of the Science of Getting Rich is about gratitude. Now, we've established the fact that not only do you have a right to be rich, but you have a mandate to be rich because you can't accomplish the things that you want and the things that you want to accomplish are those desires, those dreams. Those were placed there by someone else called the source because the source has some things to do and it wants to use whoever wants to be used. That's how prayers work, by the way. And sometimes it doesn't come to you like you thought. And sometimes your dream doesn't happen the way you thought because, oh, guess what? It involves more people than you. And sometimes we can get so self-consumed, so self-absorbed that we forget that the reason for our dream or our goal isn't us. It's not so you can sit on a yacht playing with yourself. It's not what it's for. It's so that you can bless and answer the prayers of other people, man. All money comes from other people. It's in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, credit cards of other people. You have to serve them, give them value, be a person of use, and then you get money. So if you want to make a million a year, you need to serve a hell of a lot more people than you are currently serving. So if you change tires for a living, you're going to serve one person at a time. If you own the tire store, you're going to service hundreds a day not 10 or 20, thereby leveraging yourself. So thereby, by creating the service of fixing tires, not everybody can do it. Not everybody has the means. Not everybody has the tools or the space or the ability to order. So that service that you provide on whatever level, you may be just the guy that drives the truck that drops off the tires. Appreciate you, bro. But, but see, replacing a truck guy is not that difficult. Owning a trucking company is a little more difficult than being a truck driver. Would you agree? Would you agree to drive a truck and get a job driving a truck and get a job making 80, 90, 100 grand is a much easier path than saying, hey, I want to own a trucking company. I'm, just, I'm not going to do any of the driving. I'm going to own the company. I'm going to get 20 drivers out. I'm going to push my intent into the universe, thereby leveraging myself. So the way you get to a million dollars is through leveraging. People, see, the people, they don't understand money, guys. Everyone I, think, I meet think they understand money because they've had money their whole life. I meet 60-year-olds. They think they understand money. 
They'll think they've done something good when they got a deal at the store. Oh, I got it a little cheaper. Look at me. Look how good I am with money. It's like, bro, you're broke. Saving money on a transaction is not money. Matter of fact, you may have ripped them off, man. You may have got it so cheap, you put out bad karma into the world. Because you don't see money as abundant. You see it as limited. So you got to screw everybody over in every transaction. Oh, I want the realtor to have less. Oh, my, I want to get as much out of my tenants as I can. Ah, just, just, it's always negative. And, you know, that's a little different than tipping the guy at the door 20. Going in, being super kind to everyone, saying a nice word, and just spreading a little money around because you know money's abundant. And you're not a miser. You live in the realm of prosperity. See, people who build hospitals is because they have overabundance. And then there's a whole lot of people that run around criticizing the family that built the hospital. And they ain't giving shit. Except criticism and negativity and lack. And always blaming. See, they're not operating inside of the science of getting rich. They don't understand money. You could give them a billion dollars. They will fuck it off every time. You could pour billions into communities in this country. I don't give a fuck a skin color. White, Hispanic, you could roll up. We'll use my people. You could go up into the hills of Kentucky and Tennessee. We have a lot of poor white people. That's real. That's real. My family's I'm from Arkansas. I got friends all up in Tennessee. Poor people. I'll let you know something. They ain't got no advantage. <laughs> and if you're dumb there, you're dumb. This is if you're dumb in Detroit. And if you commit crimes as a white kid in Tennessee, it ain't no different than a kid in Detroit. And you might say, well, he needed it. No shit, he needed it too. Everybody needs money. It says right here, chapter one, whatever may be said of the praise of poverty. So I'm a gangbanger. I'm in Detroit. No shit, he's committing crimes. He's looking around. He's like, man, fuck this. Whatever may be said of the hood, poverty. The fact remains, it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. He looks around and goes, look, that dude, that dude's got a beamer. Nice clothes, nice suit, that looks good. Where we live, sucks. And yet there are people who would rather that you take pride in the poverty. Listen to what I'm saying. And you know this to be true. Matter of fact, if you were to ask for a lot, you might feel a little guilty. Oh, man, what would my grandmother think if I said I wanted to be rich? What connotations come with that? Because, see, there's some people in this world. Most people, most people do not understand money, period. They understand how to spend money. They understand how to transact. They understand how to get people down cheaper. They understand if they underpaid or overpaid. They might understand a checkbook. They understand how to use money as a currency for a means of exchange. They may even be good at saving it. But very few people on this planet understand truly the emotional, spiritual connection to how money works and how it governs our life. How interest rates work. The LIBOR rate. How credit card interest rates are set. Car payment. Mortgages. What an amateurized mortgage even means or a five-year arm or a seven-year arm. Cash flow, CapEx, NOI. 
return on investment, APR, annual yield, APY, PE ratios, that go on and on and on. Now, a lot of people, they're functioning on the currency exchange level is what I call it. And then some people start to gravitate. They go a little bit higher. They begin to understand a mutual fund. Maybe they understand a certificate at the bank. Okay. They may even understand the concept of an amateurized loan where it's spaced over, say, 30 years, but it front loads the loan to the bank so that, say, you pay in $1,000. Well, 800 of that goes right to the bank. Right to the bank. 200 goes to your balance. Now, I got a couple houses that I want to sell, and I thought about doing this. But instead of selling the house, well, when I do owner finance, 10% down, 10% mortgage, amortize it. You pay me. When you pay me $1,100, $900 of it's mine, $200 of it goes to your principal. You pay taxes. You do maintenance. And that's how I could sell out of the property. But see, to do that, you have to understand that process. Did you know that you could be the bank? There's this thing out there called hard money lending. You can be the hard money. Did you know you can be the mutual fund? Did you know you can be the hedge fund? I'm a hedge fund, the Peters fund. I put out a thing called the Peters Report. What does ARC do? What does Kathy Woods do? She runs ARC funds, right? Don't they send an email every day showing you what they're doing? Don't I put out a Peters Report every day showing you what I'm doing? What's the difference between me and Kathy Woods? She manages other people's money. I manage my money. Does she study any harder than I do? Bullshit. Does she work any harder at this stock market game than I do? Nope. Or does she than you? Do you think Kathy Woods takes it more serious than you? Then fix that. You should be just as serious. It's your family's legacy, your family's money. How, I mean, how many years are you going to neglect the, the, pros, the, 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 the prospect, the activity of growing wealth? Why would you on purpose choose poverty? People on purpose choose poverty out of ignorance, and it's chosen ignorance. Because Google exists in this world. Any answer you want, you put it in Google. If you're too stupid to understand that in this day and age, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I, I have people all the time call me. I do one-on-ones and they'll say, man, I, I don't know how this works. And then as they're saying it, I just type in Google and it gives you a five-step explanation. Man, there's nothing I can say to you. The only thing I can impart to you is as a human being living through the drama of life, and arriving where I've arrived. Because that's what makes the process unique. Because inside of this game of life, this poker game, I didn't ask to play, by the way. People get this thing about parents. And say, oh, it's my mother. I would do anything for my mother. I will bankrupt the entire planet for my mother. There are people, because someone gave birth to them, they will allow that person to be disrespectful, they will allow that person to be domineering over their own life. They will allow that person to treat them with disrespect and cloak it in. She's my mother. You, you didn't ask for her to be, make you. And some people come into this world and this, this game, not as an independent free thinking agent. Listen, guys, I don't owe my mother anything. I didn't ask her to have me. Now think about this. That doesn't mean I don't love my mother. That doesn't mean I wouldn't do my very absolute best for my mother. But do you understand the personal freedom in which I just explained? And yet in some people's 
cobweb of explanation, they play the victim. So they're not act, they're helping their mother out of a, out a position of power because they're an independent agent, a king making their own decisions and they choose to help them. They're out, they're out, they're out of a sense of obligation or guilt. And those two are very, very different. Very, very, very different. See, Rockefeller built, Rockefeller Jr., actually, built, man, I don't know how many hospitals. I don't know how many hospitals. It was Junior. See, Daddy was worried about making the money. They couldn't have built all those hospitals if when Rockefeller himself woke up and said, whatever may be said of the praise of poverty, the fact remains it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. No man can rise to his greatest possible height and talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have use of many things, and he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. Mm. Now, this thing will go through and start to answer a lot of people's... I know when people have read this book and not read the book. So you can't read the book one time, guys. You read this one time, it does jack shit for you. There is, these concepts are way too big that you can just read through it and go, I got it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Same with the money flow. This is not something you looked at once. And I can tell within three minutes of talking to someone, if they understand market structure, if they understand the history of the stock market, if they are truly sold in on this, if they do their homework on Sunday, are they doing what I'm doing or are they doing what other people do? Okay, because what I do is no bullshit. I'm trying to get fucking rich every day. I wake up every day to trade the markets the best I can and get a little bit richer every day. No bullshit. Just like Kathy Woods does. Just like you see the people on CNBC. This was a dream that I began to form when I got out of the military. Now, it started back in high school, and I didn't know how to express it. See, one time I went to the commodities exchange when I was a teenager trying to date this girl, and she was taking extra credit. She wanted to go to college. I didn't give a fuck about college. Never have. I've always followed my intuition on it. I don't give a fuck, guys. I don't care about college. I'm not going to do the fuck anybody tells me. I'm not listening to anything. I'm not following any rules that harm me. I am an independent acting agent. If I choose to be nice to you, it is not out of any sense of fucking guilt or obligation. I chose to. I don't give a fuck if you're my dad, my brother, or a complete stranger. I might engage with the stranger more. And if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. See, I am free from that. No human being can push that on me, man. That is power. When you give because you want to give, when you love because you chose to love, now we begin to interact with in actual truth. And I can say, I want to be rich. And I'm not embarrassed. Don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about that. And don't care about their poverty. If you're too stupid to work Google, I don't know what to say. <clears throat> this mindset developed from this book right here. I've been reading and studying this book for 20 years. No, 
chapter three, no man has kept poor because opportunity has been taken from him or because other people have monopolized the wealth and have put a fence around it. You may be shut off from engaging in business in certain lines, but there are other channels open to you. So when I read that, if I believe that, who do I need to go around bitching at that something isn't available to me or people like me? Nobody. You say, what do you mean? Well, last time I checked, most people that are actively involved in stock market for a living who trade to all these things, they went to college, they went to finance school. I do one-on-ones with people all the time and I have a degree in finance. They don't know anything I know about stock market. Why? It's because they spent their time studying the wrong things, studying other things, whatever the construct they spent four or five years, whatever, doing this little structure. And I just went and studied the fucking stock market. So when you get out of college four years later with a degree in finance, and I've literally just studied the stock market for four fucking years, who do you think knows more about it? You're starting to learn it. I've been doing it four years. Repetition is the mother of skill. And so unlike other people who bop in and out, kind of play the game, oh, if I can make it work, fuck that dude. You're either in or you're out. And I know if you're in or out by your balance. And I don't mean the balance in the size of the balance, meaning the balance from the last time I saw it. Each time I bump into you, because we can meet in person. I meet Money Flow Gang members all the time. We talk all the time. I got some I talk to every week. I got guys that I do calls with every month. What's the net worth? Where are we at? You know, oil was on sale last month. How many shares did you get? If I ask you directly, you, you, you run a fund, right? Your family's wealth is in your hands. Answer these questions. See, this is a different kind of knowing money than other people knowing money. What I just described there. See, this is me and my friends. Guys, I know within a fucking minute, if you're a jack shit, if you know anything about stock market. You understand that, right? Like, I am not bullshitting about this. My life is dedicated to investing and trading. Money with money. Time times amount times yields equals. You can't bullshit me. Can't play me. I'm not impressed by fast money. So a guy runs out and makes $3 million on something, now he's doing a course. That don't impress me. I need to see how he handles this when his brother dies of cancer. His mom dies. He gets married, then they get divorced. See, that's the real shit. This is the character of the man. This is why, okay, you had a couple runs. All right, good deal. Let me see you manage money going forward. Let me see you MFG in five years from now. When we look back each year, you should have gotten richer every fucking day. And the people who don't is because they don't do the very first line in here. Whatever may be said of the praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible. They take their eye off of that. Your first duty is to increase the wealth of your family, then to be a father, then to be a husband, then to be a sister, then to be a brother, then to go to work. It comes first. And if you get that order out of Ryan, that's fine. That's cool. If you're cool being mediocre, if you're cool being middle class, because that is all that's available to those people. I didn't create the rules. I didn't make this up. I didn't ask to be put at this fucking poker table. But God damn it, I'm here. What are the rules? 
because bitching about it, complaining about it, and crying about it sucks. Instead of doing that, what if I said, you know what? You know what? Let's do this. Take that motherfucker to zero. Let's play this game. You want to play? Let's play this game. I'm in. Deal me in. Man, I'm glad you invited me, man. I'm grateful for the fact that I get the rules. I'm grateful that you gave me the rules. I'm grateful I got some chips. And damn, do I not got a seat at the table. I may not be the best. I may not be the fastest. I damn sure not the best looking. And I'm definitely not a role model. But hey, man, thanks for inviting me to the game. I want to thank you for listening. That takes us to chapter seven in the Thanksgiving, baby. Sometimes in this world, though, because I'm going to be honest, I don't feel very thankful right now. Last time I recorded this, two years ago, I started crying. And they say time heals all wounds. Eh, it just numbs them. When you lose a child, Thanksgiving is different for you. So everybody's going to be happy, posting their pictures. Eh, and I am severely depressed. And there's no tweet, no message you can send me. There's not shit you can say makes me feel good. You feeling bad doesn't make me feel good. You feeling happy doesn't make me feel good. I'm fucking sad. Because that's what life can do to you. Loss of a child, of a brother, of a sister. And some wounds don't heal. And yet I still got to put on that shield. I still got to put on that armor. I got to pick up that sword. And I got to stand up and play this game that I've been born into that I didn't ask to be here. But now that I'm here, I appreciate you having me. To secure this harmonious relation, it is true, and you will see in that order, so it becomes necessary to relate yourself to formless intelligence in a harmonious way with the source, with the creator, with your own consciousness, with your own heart to somehow be at peace. To secure this harmonious relation is a matter of such primary and vital importance that I shall give you space to discuss it here and give you illustrations which if you will follow them will be certain to bring you into perfect unity with the mind of God. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice? To be in perfect unity with the mind of God. Mm. I don't know what that means. Sounds cool. To secure this harmonious relationship is a matter of such primary vital importance that I shall give some space to discussion here. He's going to. A little equipment fail here. Had a little equipment fail here. To secure this harmonious relation is a matter of such primary and vital importance that I shall give some space to the discussion here and give you instructions which, if you will follow them, 
will be certain to bring you in perfect unity with the mind of God. Place God with universe or source, meaning the beginning, what energizes, what gives reason, what gives value, whatever it is that makes it worth you being here. Remember, you didn't ask to be here. You You didn't ask your mama to have you. You didn't ask that. You didn't ask to be put in this game, this poker game. But yet here you are. We find ourselves in a game we didn't ask to play that at times is super unfair. And listen, no matter how much bitching you do about it, oh, this is not fair. Nobody gives a fuck. And they're not going to change the rules for you. So you can sit and cry and complain and whine. Nobody gives a shit. They'd rather have you over there sitting there crying, whining, and complaining. Because then at least you're not out creating, building, and taking over. See, they don't want you to learn this money game, man. Nobody wants a white boy from a trailer park in Arkansas to start learning about dividends. What incentive? What? What? what, in, what, what why? Why would they want you to know these things? And yet it's not hidden. I can just put it in Google. <clears throat> the whole process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. <clears throat> First, you believe that there is one intelligent substance, meaning I don't know what you're going to call it, man. Let's call it source or God, from which all things proceed. Second, second, number two, you believe that this substance gives you everything that you desire. And I mean, pause on that for a second. And we said earlier, because desire, desire is the seed that's been planted in you. Sometimes you're like, man, I don't even know why I desire this, man. I don't know why I want to play this game or paint this or write this or why I want to drive this or race this or create this or build this or own this. I don't know why I want to do that. I don't know why I want to day trade. I don't know why I want to bet on. I don't know why I want to do the things I do because that's planted there on above, man. See, everybody thinks everything is about them. People think, well, their mission is to accomplish them, but no, no, the source, the one substance is using you to get to other people. We said in the beginning, the source answers prayers for people, for you, through other people. All the money we want is in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, credit cards of other people, right? So if that be true, then we got to interact. And the problem is a lot of us are all focused on ourselves. What this will do for me, 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 me. And not realize that maybe you're supposed to get this job or move over here because you're going to bump into this person who's going to do this and then this happens. And if you mess that chain up, this doesn't happen. And so you don't know what could have been Oh, I should have took that job or met that girl. Maybe you took that job the next day you died in a car wreck on the way to work. You don't know the outcome, man. Just like we don't know where the stock market's going. Once we let go of some of these things and we learn the rules in which we've been placed and we learn how money actually works and how it is of the most important thing in your life is money. And people who disagree with that, fuck them. These are broke, poor people. They will never help, never change, never do anything. And people who have money that say that are lying. They know the reason they got it is that either someone before them or them put their mind on it and put it first and made decisions based around it. And that's how you accumulated it. That doesn't mean you don't love other people. No, no. It means you began to do it out of a position of power. See, I don't help my parents because they're my parents. Help my parents because I choose to because I love them. You can't guilt me. And if what you're going to ask me to do is not a financially wise thing, I'm not doing it because I can't let you do that to yourself. 
because I got a brain and I'm in communion with formless substance. I'm not going to do dumb financial things to appease you. Now, not everybody can walk like that. That's why only 7% of the world operate using what I call the alpha code. Everybody else is running around based on guilt, fear, lack, being coached, being told what to do. Very few people operate outside of the matrix. Very few people in this world have abundance and money, choose when they go to bed, choose when they get up, choose where they go, that actually have freedom. Most people are living inside of this matrix of things making you do things. You don't have to. Or if you are, you can use it and become aware of it. But if you're making no effort to get out of it or to, or to accumulate enough wealth where you and yours and your family have options, then you are the matrix, bro. You are it. And we've said right in the beginning, listen, said right here, whatever may be said of the praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete life unless one is rich. Every problem you have, every desire, every need right now could be fixed not by someone walking up, by just having some money. Every need in your community, every kid who doesn't have a computer, it's not because someone else did it. It's because you haven't created enough to give it to them. So any need you have, if you had more money, you could fix it. And those same people will not dedicate themselves to money. They won't make it the first thing. And then guess who they go to when they need money? The bank. They go to people who make it their first thing. Okay, so you can complain about not having money and then say, oh, money, but then the people who do put their mind on it, who start their day with it, who think about it, who think about it in every transaction, who grow, seek to grow richer every day, um, those are criticized. Though The other 95% who don't do that at all, and maybe there's some, like we said, they're kind of like, they're not zero level. See, understanding currency exchange, that does not make you a money expert. We talked about this. You, know, you use a credit card, you use things back and forth. That is not understanding money. Understanding money is when you can take chunks of money and have it make more and more and more money. Very few fucking people can do that. Very few. A lot of you guys can bench press, can't make any kind of money with money. Okay. You have big muscles, but you're not free. Just saying what is, man. So get on it, man. Can't spend more time bench pressing than you do studying, collecting dividends or building passive income or growing. Real, I mean, come on, dude. These things... Health, wealth, and mindset. So if your wealth and mindset's fucked up, what good does it do you to be you know, big and strong? We got to get all of these, man. We got to get all of these. We got to become, we got to get in communion. Now, the Science of Getting Rich says in chapter 7 that the way to secure this harmonious relationship of such primary and vital importance that it shall give some, it, it, it says that the certain bring you into perfect unity with the mind of God. The whole process of mental justice atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. First, you believe there is one intelligent substance from which all things proceed. Second, number two, you believe that this substance gives you everything you desire. And number three, you relate yourself to it by feeling of deep and profound gratitude. It's no one saying it exists. Here's what I, here's what I want to thank you for helping me get there. That's all it's saying. In other words, walk as if and talk as though. That's what he's trying to say. Many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways are kept in poverty by their lack of gratitude. Having received one gift from God, hey, thanks, thanks for letting me play a game I didn't ask to play. They cut the wires which connect them to him by failing to acknowledge. 
to make acknowledgement. It is easy to understand <clears throat> that the nearer we live to the source of wealth, the more wealth we shall receive. And it is easy also to understand that the soul that is always grateful lives closer touch is lives in closer touch with God, the one source, and that which never looks to him. Wait, hold on, I plugged that all up. It is easy to understand that the nearer we live to the source of wealth, the more wealth we shall receive. And it is also easy to understand that the soul that is always grateful lives in closer touch with God than the one which never looks to him in thankful acknowledgement. You know, the one walks around bitching and complaining about everything in the world. Nobody likes that person, man. What happens when you bump into someone? You're like, damn, why are you so happy, man? I'm just glad to be here, man. Take that stock to zero. I don't give a fuck. It is a new thought to you that gratitude brings the whole mind into closer harmony with creative energies of the universe. Consider it well, and you will see that it is true. The good things you already have come to you along the lines of obedience to certain laws. What he's saying there is you get, oh, you got to be here at work at nine. Well, guess what? You get paid more money if you get to work every day at nine. Break that law and watch what happens to your paycheck. What he's trying to say, there's same in the universal law, same with God. There's some basic concepts how money works. You got to put money first. That is the only way, man. Gratitude alone can keep you looking toward the all and prevent you from falling into the air of thinking of supply as limited. So all these people you see out bitching on the street, complaining about this and that, they don't understand. They're always going to be poor, no matter how much you give them, because they don't understand how it works. They don't understand money is unlimited. Creative energy, it's unlimited. You, people could give you and give you and give you. It ain't going to fix your hole. It ain't going to fix the fact that you can't keep money because you don't understand money. And the moment they would stop thinking it's someone else and turn it to inside and be grateful for what they have with where they are, with what they can do, all of a sudden abundance will pour out to them. Because in their heart, they're mad. They're, mad. they're bitching. They're complaining. That is not how it works. It is gratitude, man. Thanks for letting me be. Man, at least I had a trailer park, man. Thanks, man. At least I got somewhere to start. I mean, it's kind of cool. I get to start from the bottom. The only way to go is up from here, man. Or we could get mad about it. How do you want to see it, man? What kind of, what kind of you know, how, how do you want to live with God, man? And if it ain't God, it's the world, it's the universe, it's in this planet. There is a law of gratitude, and it is absolutely necessary that you should observe the law. And if you are to get the results you seek. The law of gratitude is, is the natural principle that actions and reactions are always equal and in opposite directions. The grateful outreaching of your mind and thankful praise to the supreme is a liberation or expenditure of force. It cannot fail to reach to that in which it is addressed. And the reaction is instantaneous movement towards you. That statement is a psychological truth. And if you... And if your gratitude is strong and constant, the reaction and form of substance will be strong and continuous. I used to wake up every day and say, I just need 10 houses. I'd walk around, I need 10 houses. You never hear me say, oh, houses are too expensive. Is it a good time to buy? I need 10 fucking houses. 10, I'm looking for a house. Man, you see a house? I need a house, I need 10 houses. Oh, man, you don't want to be a landlord. Oh, man, interest rates are so high. Listen, I ain't got time for all that bullshit. I need 10 houses. I need 10. I'm looking for 10 houses. Everyone I meet, hey, man, I'm Gerald Peters. I'm a real estate investor. You got a house for sale? 
You know anybody selling a house? I'm looking for 10 houses. Every single person would tell me why I should. Listen, I ain't got time for that, man. I'm trying to get rich. My primary goal in life is to increase my wealth every day. You got a house I can buy? Guess what happened? I ended up with a bunch of houses. Guess what happened with my friends who thought, oh, man, they're so expensive. You don't want, this is not a good time. Guess where they are at? They're at work. <laughs> they don't have a podcast. They're not writing letters. They're not worth a couple million bucks. You know, They're not trying to get to 10 million. They're trying to figure out how to retire. I'm not worried about retirement. I'm trying to figure out how to become immensely wealthy. I don't want to build one hospital. I don't want to give some chump change here. I want to build 20 hospitals. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to help a couple people. See, if, I, if I'm coming up and I'm trying to do this, I'm about to buy a house and all of a sudden I got to help one person. By helping that one person, I may have just cut off helping a thousand kids in the future when I'm really wealthy and can really do something. Warren Buffett tried to explain this to people early on. As soon as you become a billionaire, like, oh, you need to give this and give that. He's like, bro, I'm trying to get to 200 billion. I can't help you. I ain't got no money. And one of his wives, basically, that was one of the reasons she left him, dude. And there's some people would say that's greedy. Is it greedy or do they not understand money? They don't understand time times amount times you. All they understand is me, 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 me. Give to me, 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 me. So be careful of those money hand people out there, man. Be careful of those people. Be careful of your family. You are an independent agent. You have everything you need to be more, to do more, to have more, and to become more. You are a Senate being. You be grateful. You be grateful right now. Be grateful that you can get up. Grateful you can hear my voice. Grateful for the internet. Grateful for the phone, man. Come on, man. Be grateful. You got everything you need. Let's play this game. Hey, this is Gerald Peters. I really, really do appreciate you listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. Man, I don't, you know, this is just just me speaking to the world. I don't even know who listens, man. I know this ain't got nothing to do with real estate, really, or stock trading or all the other things that I talk about on a daily basis. But man, I believe there's three keys to a successful life, health, wealth, and mindset. And listen, you're not going to get them all right. And sometimes you're out of whack on one, but that's part of what community is. Hopefully that's what something like this podcast is for you and, and, and you know, uh, the community that I run over at the Money Flow Trading Society, you know, for people doing that, man, get in where you fit in, get voices in your life. I have had so many mentors who I've actually never met in person, but man, they spoke to me when I needed to hear it. You know, when I got out there a little bit on the debt leverage, that's when Dave Ramsey came in and you know, I don't agree with everything Dave talks about. And I'm not um, you know, religious like Dave is and a lot of things. But he said a few things, man. And in that moment, that's what I needed to hear. That was the spirit talking to me. And I cleared up some of that. It wasn't too long after that, you know, we got into housing problems in our area and this and that. And I haven't such you know, little debt allowed the other properties to fund the ones that weren't producing. And so, man, I've been thankful to Dave for that throughout the years. Again, even though I don't do everything Dave says, so many people in the world of the stock market, so many people in social media um, who've helped me. And listen, I'm not certified to be a stock broker. I'm not certified as a writer. I barely got through high school, if I was being honest. None of the things I do am I qualified for in the traditional sense. But I believe this. I believe that 
I'm in harmonious relationship with the source. And my desire to be a great trader, my desire to be a great teacher, my desire to push my content out into the world through video, written form, whatever, that is a desire that was planted in me. And I don't know why. Sometimes my wife will be like, why do you do this? Why do you do I don't know. I just know it's there. And so I thank the source for that desire. Because through that, I've met some of you. And that I'm grateful for. I am. That I'm grateful for. And that... These some of these relationships, you know, it would be hard for me to explain. But, you know, when I had tragedy in my family, if I wouldn't have been doing this, man, it would have been all. I don't want to say it was easier or harder, but I think you know what I meant. The support network, the reach out to me, the was just wonderful. And so for that, I'm forever thankful. I'm forever grateful. Okay, and find those things, man. If you're hurting right now, I'm with you. If you're happy, I'm with you. I'm sad and happy at the same time. Man, I wish I could explain it. Man, God bless.